Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa. Welcome to Rudy Maxa's world where it's all travel all the time. I've got to tell you, I think spring has arrived. I think it actually has. Not quite here to Minnesota, but, you know, you can go out without a heavy coat on. Nothing's quite green yet. But I was in Manhattan this, uh, for one day yesterday, or two days, actually, one night. And uh, the daffodils are up along Park Avenue and Madison and elsewhere. And uh, the cherry blossoms are in bloom. I'm Not that it's exactly Washington, D.C. when it comes to cherry blossoms. But uh, in New York, there are some. They're around the uh, MetLife building, a.k.a. the Pan Am building, for those of us who are old enough to remember, on Park. Um, it was actually colder in Manhattan than it was in Minnesota those two days. But uh, the flowers are out, and I can see the promise of spring. I hope wherever you are, that same thing is happening. I know the Midwest is getting some uh, uh, lower Midwest. I'm in the upper Midwest. The lower mid-Midwest mid, mid is getting uh, some tough weather, but uh, that happens every spring. And uh, the government's still open for business, mostly. Mostly you can if you're a visitor in Washington, D.C. right now and listening to us on one of our couple stations in D.C. Uh, you can go see the Washington Monument today, as uh, the president and others have, have said. Uh, Congress, of course, averted that shutdown of the government. However, today was supposed to be National Passport Day, which meant that you could go in your hometown, if you have a passport office or a post office that handles passports, you could go without an appointment to get a new passport or renew a passport. That was actually canceled a couple days ago in expectation of the government being closed down. So not everything is open, but uh, certainly national parks are and uh, the Smithsonian in Washington. And you can go see the pandas at the National Zoo in D.C. So... Uh, it's, it's all good in that respect. Thank you to Congress for uh, providing us drama all week and a little bit of excitement. Uh, what are we talking about this hour? Well, you know, you can't find two companies quite, two companies, two countries quite as opposite as Sweden and India. But this week we're going to talk with an American travel writer who moved his wife and three children from their comfortable home in Stockholm to a rural community in India where uh, his wife worked in a medical facility for several months. Turns out Doug Lansky is an old hand at this, and we're going to ask him how that several-month experience for he, his wife and their three young children in a fairly hard-scrabble uh, rural village in India worked out. And I know this has happened to me, but has it ever happened to you where you've been handed a menu in a French restaurant, either here or in France, and realize you had no idea what's on the menu? Well, Ronnie Hess is a journalist, uh, used to be a CBS reporter in France. She has the solution, and she assures me she can convince us that with her new book, which is called Eat Smart in France, we'll be able to decipher an order from a French menu with the aplomb of a Catherine Deneuve, perhaps. And also this hour, did you know that Eugene Fodor, who started the Fodor line of guidebooks, was once a James Bond kind of guy? He was a spy. And that he provided cover for other CIA spies who masqueraded as travel writers for his guidebooks. I like that. We'll hear more about that shortly. I'll have a couple of deals of the week as usual. And uh, we'll take a look at this week first in travel news, which is how we start every hour in the two hours of Rudy Max's World. Well, Southwest Airlines resumed business as usual on Tuesday following the inspection of 79 of its oldest 737-300s. The planes were inspected, of course, after... Uh, a part of the fuselage 
on one of Southwest's planes peeled off last weekend during during a flight. Um, you know about that, of course. It made news everywhere. Now, no one was injured, and Boeing says it is still studying whether all the 700 Boeing 737-300s in the world ought to be checked for metal stress fractures believed to have caused the incident. Meanwhile, Southwest, whose entire fleet consists of various models of 737s, says it's replacing older aircraft with newer models all the time, including the new, more fuel-efficient 737-800. Now, for its part, Boeing said the company was surprised by the failure of the roof of a Southwest jet. I bet it was. I hope it was, because if they were expecting it, they should have told some other people. A senior engineer at Boeing also threw cold water on the theory that the aluminum skin cracked because of metal fatigue brought on by Southwest's heavy use of the 737s. You know, as an airline, uh, Southwest gets about an hour more a day use of its planes than its competitors because it's very efficient at turnarounds at gates and so on with its, all of its staff and crew pitching in to clean a plane and get, get it in and out of a gate quickly. So their planes are up about an hour flying more a day than, than other airlines. And in many cases, they're a short-hop airline, though as they've gotten bigger, they certainly have started, started running longer routes. But they're a short-hop airline, so they're up and down more often. And the theory, when the accident first happened was that, well, these, these planes, uh, you know, are pressurized and then not pressurized and pressurized and not pressurized more often than most airlines, 737. So that must have caused these stress fra fractures. Well, a Boeing engineer says, uh, not really. Uh, he said, I think it's just a statistical event. Uh, which uh, far more than anything to do with South, far more than anything to do with Southwest and how they operate their planes. That's a quote from a Boeing engineer. I think it's just a statistical event. Now I take that to mean it, it's just chance. I mean it just happens because every once in a while something's going to go wrong. Just like every once in a while a plane's going to crash. Um, that means a random event that's unpredictable to me. I don't know if that's if that's more scary than having it be a. Uh, uh, a problem that ought to be looked at and, and might happen to other Boeing 737-300s or what? Uh, before the Southwest event, Boeing recommended planes could make 60,000 flights before close inspection of the skin of the plane. On Tuesday, Boeing said it had miscalculated and now recommends inspection after 30,000 flights. That's half as many as they recommended before. Uh, the Southwest jet that suffered the rupture had made about 40,000 takeoffs and landings without the skin being checked. Gas prices soared this week, especially in the Midwest, uh, with per gallon prices rising as much as 20 cents overnight in some markets. Well, why, why this uh, sharp spike? Well, blame it on the change of seasons. I'm celebrating spring, but uh, if you're paying at the gas pump, you're not celebrating spring. This is the time when Midwest refineries switch from producing winter-grade gasoline to summer-grade gasoline, which burns cleaner but costs 15 to 20 cents more a gallon to produce. That's according to a AAA spokesman for Minnesota uh, and Iowa. Combine that with the price of oil that rose this week to $113.05 a gallon, and Midwest drivers saw gas reach an average of $3.80 a gallon. Now, I know in some states, uh, particularly along the West Coast, uh, gas has been $4 or higher for quite a while, um, so I presume it's gone up correspondingly there. Uh, it's sort of hovering around 350, 360 uh, in Minnesota, where I spend most of my time. But it's 383, 90 at gas tanks now, and you can expect prices prices to rise again over Memorial Day and July Fourth weekends, when traditionally uh, gas prices go up. I guess due to demand or because they think they can do it. They think they can get away with it. So. Uh, Fill up now. Store, get all your empty milk cartons and fill them up with gas because July 4th and Memorial Day, it may go even higher, the price of gas. 
Well, it's a case of good news and bad news. Not a single U.S. aircraft was stuck on the tarmac longer than three hours in February. And that was a month that saw massive winter storms plague much of the, good, much of the country. That is the good news. The bad news is airlines canceled flights in record numbers. Nearly 5% of all flights in the U.S. were canceled in February before they even left the gate. 19 flights were stuck on the tarmac for more than two hours before being canceled. Uh, the number of cancellations was the second highest February in the history of the world. You be the judge whether it was a good idea to pass this rule or not. Stick around. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. What's the most effective way to get more customers for your business, more donors for your nonprofit, more churchgoers on Sunday? Email marketing, because it gets results. That's why over 700,000 companies of all sizes use iContact, an industry-leading email marketing solution. iContact's award-winning email marketing solution makes it incredibly simple to create, send, and track email newsletters and email promotions. And iContact is integrated with social media, so your email newsletters can go viral on Facebook and Twitter. Whether you're new to email marketing or a seasoned pro, let iContact help your business grow and prosper with a 99% deliverability rate, iContact ensures that your message actually reaches your customer's inbox, not their junk mail or spam folder. And you can try iContact free for 30 days. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial at iContact.com when you use promo code GROW. iContact, that's the letter I, contact.com, and promo code GROW. Email marketing with iContact gets results. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Can you find anything on the Internet? Well, I'm sure you can, but don't take my word for it. Just ask this talking dog who can only say I love you. Roll the clip. One more time, talking dog. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com to see how much you could save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Hey, welcome back. It's uh, 18 minutes after the hour. You know, Doug Lansky's an old buddy of mine, and when I used to host a public radio show many years ago called The Savvy Traveler, it was a one-hour weekend show, um, he was a really young guy. I think he was like in his very early 20s, and he was traveling around the world taking odd jobs. I remember he worked as a, or he trained as a sumo wrestler in Japan, and he worked all kinds of weird jobs, and he would call in every few weeks to the Savvy Traveler, and we'd talk about the weird job of the, of the month or whatever he was doing. Well, he's all grown up now, Our Mrs. Lansky's little boy, Doug. He's all grown up now. He's got the full catastrophe, a mortgage, a wife, three children. He lives in Stockholm with his lovely wife, who is a doctor. And uh, I guess the, the, the job thing is sort of 
have morphed into trying out different places to live. I know he uh, went to Brazil and lived on a beach for a while. I think we talked to him about that. Most recently, he and his wife went to a small rural village in, I guess village and small are, are, are the same thing, uh, in India. His wife had a stint in a hospital um, there, and... Uh, Doug and took their three children and they went and lived there. So I wanted to talk to him about that. Uh, he's a journalist. He's written for everybody from National Geographic Traveler to Reader's Digest to Esquire. He's written 10 books. Uh, he, 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 developed the whole sign spotting uh, series. You may see it in your local paper where people send in pictures of quirky and funny signs from around the world. Uh, Lonely Planet, I believe, has published at least one or two of those books. Anyway, he's quite an accomplished guy and he's a buddy of mine and I'm glad to have Doug back on the show. Hey, Doug, how are you? How's the afternoon there in Sweden? It's going well. It's good to hear your voice. Nice to hear your voice. Okay, where were you in India, and what was uh, your wife doing? Uh, we were in Varkala, India, uh, and that's in southern, in Kerala, in the southern part. Uh, and just before I go there, I just want to say that, that the mortgage and the kids and the house and the wife, here we call that the full IKEA package <laughs> here in Sweden. Um, <laughs> that was anyway, Anthony so Quinn. So, yeah, it was so moved, in the... It was Anthony Quinn who called it in a movie. Somebody asked Anthony Quinn, I mean, the character in the movie, uh, you know, are you married? He said, am I married? I have a wife. I have a mortgage. I have, to, I have the entire catastrophe. <laughs> the full IKEA package. Yeah. I like that. Okay, the go ahead. full IKEA package, yeah. Anyway, so we took the full IKEA package, and we brought it to India. And uh, we were there for three months, and we didn't quite know what we were getting into. One never does traveling like this, but this is sort of part of the fun of it. And... I mean, trying to sort of merge being a travel writer with having three kids is tricky, as um, you know, as you, as you can, as one would suspect. And so we found that lately, sort of just picking up the whole clan and sort of dropping them some foreign place has made for some interesting writing and, and allowed us to sort of all do our thing. Um, we got there. It's, it's a backpacker town, um, or I should say a flashpacker town. Uh, it's sort of the people who'd gone to India and hung out in Goa and are now kind of sick of the whole rave scene, want to come a little further south. And they still like India, but they wanted a little bit more sort of India light. And uh, Varkala has got the beach, and it's got a lot of cheap cafes. The, the price is right. I mean, for our family of five, we could eat out for probably, in an Indian Indian place, we could eat out for about four or five dollars, the whole, everybody. With, oh, like, my you goodness. Know, the, whole IKEA pack- meal. the whole IKEA, the whole package, IKEA package could eat for five could, bucks? Could, the whole IKEA package could eat out for the price of one person at IKEA. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and if we went to a tourist place, it was probably about 20 bucks for everybody. But that's a meal that would cost well over 100 at a similar place in, in another, you know, sort of a Western touristy place. So the price okay. was definitely right. How were your accommodations? Um, well, it was the hotel standards there in general are kind of... You know, I'd say they're lacking by Western standards. Um, but in, you can find some nice places. We ended up moving. Uh, we stayed in a hotel the first week we were there just to kind of get situated. And I hired, I spent the first week, I basically found a rickshaw driver, and I had him take me up and down every street in the whole town. And it took about a week to get up. There's about 25,000 people living in this area. And finally, I found we came to the beach, and there's not there was only one house, ten kilometers, you know, on either side of this town. There was one house on the beach, and it was for rent. And I was just got ecstatic, and I called the guy, and we managed to get this place. It was a four bedroom house right on the beach, uh, with a huge yard around it. For we paid fifteen bucks a night. Uh, it was cheap. Whoa. Now, why was and why is there only one house on the beach? Are they? I hate to say the word. Worried about tsunamis or? 
Is living yeah. on the beach just um, not you know, cool? The tsunami, hit both, the tsunami hit south and north of this place. But there's these giant, I don't know exactly the geological formations that, that allowed this to happen, but the, there's these giant red cliffs that kind of rise out of the water. And on top of these cliffs, which are slow or quickly eroding, are where all the sort of the tourist uh, restaurants and hotels are, or most of them are. And for some reason, I guess it, the tsunami just never hit here. In this but spot. is it just not considered um, cool to live on the beach, Doug? Is that why there was only one it, else there? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, for the Indians who live there, it's no big deal to live on the beach. Most of them can't swim. Um, uh-huh. And they have lifeguards there, and the lifeguards are for the Indians for the most part. Um, they just didn't get big on swimming. And especially in this part of, the, uh, of India, the, the rip currents can be, not every day, but many days, they were scary. I'm a strong swimmer, and I kite surf and surf, and then I was nervous to go out in the water. Um, the waves can be really big, and and it gets a bit dangerous. So it's not in that sense. It was a, I was worried about the kids because they love to play in the surf. And some of these days, I mean, boy, I mean, even we'd stick water wings on the kids that were good swimmers and just sort of coached them. We said, if you get sucked out to sea, chill. <laughs> we'll find a boat and we'll come and get you. Yucky. Just relax and don't fight it. Oh my goodness! Uh, How did Signa, your wife, find the medical facility there that she was working in? That was interesting. Um, in many ways, she was so impressed by the doctors and their knowledge. It's like they've literally crammed textbooks into their heads. And like just the EKG, the heart rhythm paper, mm-hmm. they, there they print it out. In Sweden, it's on a, a monitor. And there they get like 10 yards of it, you know. And they flip through that 10-yard ream in like three seconds and memorize it. And Cigna was like going, they'd hand it to her, and she was just going through it very slowly. And they've just got so quick, and they're, it's amazing. And the thing is, that she, so I guess the most spectacular thing is the, the kind of patients that came in. There were people with leprosy, with TB, with every exotic thing she's ever seen in her medical books. And in, it's sort of like being a vet, but only treating house pets. And then you finally go to Africa and get to see all the big animals, and it's exciting. And it was like that for her. Back now that we're back in Sweden, it's kind of, it's for her, it's sort of like people come in and they say, uh, I don't know, I feel a bit off. Something's not quite right. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> so it's really hard to be a doctor like that. It's, uh, it's much more challenging. It's like in modern day medicine, it's like having a medical book where you don't actually see any rashes or <laughs> any symptoms on right, people. Right, but when someone, so walks in and and when someone walks in and they've got leprosy, they got leprosy. There's no debating, yes. you know, where does it hurt, you know? Exactly, and there they come in so late. You know, it's, it was very tragic in many cases. You know, there'd be children that have, you know, uh, diabetes, and they'd be like just, you know, a few days from death before the parents who had no money would sort of bring them in oh. to this clinic, which was free, but they just would wait to the last minute. No, uh, we've reason. just got a couple minutes left with Doug Lansky, who took his family from Sweden for several months to live in southern India. Um, how did the children, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm, we might have some listeners who think about doing something like you've done. How old are your children, and how did they take this? They were, they're age 5, 6, and 10. They loved it. It was like the greatest thing ever. They, we, there was a great Swedish school. They only spoke Swedish. There were about 10 students. It was kind of like Little House on the Prairie. They had from age 6 to 12 there. And they, every day was kind of Indian-themed. They'd learn how to make you know, flowered necklaces. They'd go to a temple visit. They'd learn to climb a palm tree. They just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I had a little bit more trouble with uh, working from there because there were a lot of brownouts. You know, the power would go out like four or five times a day, wow. often in the evening when I was trying to work just after we got the kids to bed. And that drove me a bit mental. Like Are you going to have you to check one email? Uh, Doug, have you written about this? Is there anywhere we can read about your experiences? 
Yeah, I'm in the process, and it uh, should be hopefully published in The Guardian in the U.K., which will be available online. Have you done anything on your blog? I uh, have not written. I mean, I'm doing the big piece on this just now, and I am just uh, should be sending it off to them in the next few days, and hopefully it'll be published by the end of next week. All right. Any, I know you're always working on big projects. Anything you got coming up we should know about? Yeah, you know, the sign spotting, is. I've been doing that for like 15 years, the funny signs, and uh, my publisher was kind of like, I want to do something similar, but, you know, what do you have for me? And I was like, I don't, have, I don't know that I want to do this anymore. And, they, and then I was just kind of, I was in some hotel, uh, sorry, hotel, airport gift shop, and I was just sort of marveling at all the fantastically cheesy stuff. Mm-hmm. And thought, well, there's got to be something here. What about a collection of the world's cheesiest souvenirs? And so I'm starting a website, it, it's, uh, and I got a, a book as well with Penguin. I'm not exactly sure when the book's coming out, but the website launches on Monday. I've been updating it all day today, and it's going to be, it's called Crap Souvenirs, and it's going to be <laughs> crapsouvenirs.com. <laughs> crapsouvenirs.com, that is, that is great. Now, uh, you've, uh, we, you can read more about Doug at your website, right, douglansky.com? Yeah, you can find out more about me if, 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 one, if one wants to know more. If one had nothing else to do, <laughs> nothing better to do, check out douglancy.com. And uh, as of Monday, check out what crap, what, crap souvenirs? Crapsouvenirs.com. <laughs> the write-ups are hopefully a bit kind of like that Sky Mall parody. So it's sort of like I take every little quirky thing and try to, like, sell it. <laughs> oh, that is great. What a great idea. Hey, Doug, thank you for joining us. We'll keep up with your adventures as always. Always a pleasure, Rudy. Take care. Doug Lansky's last name is spelled L-A-N-S-K-Y. If you'd like to visit DougLansky.com, check out some of his books. We'll be right back. We're going to learn how to be really cool when someone hands you a menu in French. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Rudy Maxa here with an opportunity that can't be missed. It's a fun vacation filled with adventure, culture, European romance, and great food and wine. Join the radio show and me for a 12-day France Magnifique tour beginning September 29th. We'll explore Paris, Nice, Normandy, the French Riviera, Monaco, and more. From tastings to tours to travel via high-speed train and river cruise, it's a trip that can't be missed. Call Colette at 800-762-5345. That's 800-762-5345. Or go to RudyMaxa.com. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Is texting getting way out of hand? You know, I can't... Oh, please. Oh, that is funny. Where was I? Oh, yes, about texting. Pardon me. <laughs> LOL, you are my BFF. So, like I was saying... Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com to see how much you could save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Oh, boy, we got a lot to talk about, but we're not going to talk about what I just promised. I promised you that we're going to talk to Ronnie Hess about how to uh, deconstruct a French menu and look um, very knowledgeable when ordering uh, from a French menu. We're going to have to postpone that. Um, 
Uh, she is apparently not available at this moment on the phone. I don't know why, but we'll uh, we'll reschedule her for uh, another show. Let me uh, tackle some emails we have here. Uh, this one is from Steph- uh, Stefan. I don't know where he lives, but uh, he writes, uh, Hi, Rudy, I'm taking my family to southern Germany, Austria, and Italy for two weeks at the end of June. Does my family of four need to book accommodations in advance at that time of the year, or can we successfully happen upon small family-run places that will have openings? Love your travel shows. Oh, he's from Minneapolis, Stefan. Okay. Um, love. Uh, thanks, Stefan, Minneapolis. Well, Stefan, here's the deal. You got a family of four, and you're going You're going during the shoulder season. Well, not really. The end of June is starting to be prime time. If you're going first week of June, I'd say shoulder. Uh, you're going to three different places, southern Germany, Austria, and Italy, and you want to stay in small family-run places. Um, my bet is you will survive that you will find those places uh, if you have a car and you're really flexible and you find nice people. For example, if you pull into a place and they say, we're full tonight, they often can call a friend or somebody in the business down the road or around the corner or over the mountain who might have room. But I've got to tell you, I don't know how young your children are, a uh, family of four. I don't know how young they are. If they're cranky and, and too young and you know need to eat at certain times, I'd really recommend you do a little advanced planning, um, particularly if you want to play in, pay, uh, stay in charming places. Because in Europe, a lot of people go to the same place every year at the same time, and they want the same room. So they book ahead a year, a year in advance or months in advance at these places. So if uh, I'm just worried that you'll get there and you may have to do a lot of driving to find a place to stay. And on top of that, um, you'll have to, uh, uh, you know, maybe settle for something that you don't want to necessarily settle for. I would do a little planning ahead. It sounds like you want to just sort of roam around and have fun. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. But you might find on weekends in popular t- tourism places that everybody's booked up. I'm sure you'll find a place to lay your head. I just worry about the quality of that place and how much time you might have to spend looking for it as opposed to uh, seeing the other sites that you would like to see. Although, you know, searching for a place to sleep, Sometime that can make for a very interesting trip. So, Stefan, use your jump. And I would certainly have a place for your first couple nights. I wouldn't land to get in the rental car and hope you find a place because you're going to be exhausted when you get there. So that's my advice, Stefan. Here's another one. This is from Tony. Hey, dear Rudy, I'm a fan of your travel shows. I'd like to ask you for some advice on how to begin a career working on travel shows. All right. He just graduated. I just graduated with an MFA in film and television production. Prior to that, I freelanced for 10 years as a writer, director, editor, and producer on short films, docs, and industrial videos. Ah, so he wants to do video stuff for travel. Do you have any advice on how I may get started, even if it means relocating? Oh, Tony, you know, I get a lot of these emails from folks who want to be travel writers or get into the production of travel shows. What can I tell you? Let's take writers first. Um, You know as well as I do that newspapers are having a very difficult time figuring out what the future of newspapers are going to be. You know, they certainly have online presence, uh, but they don't know quite how to charge. They're not getting enough money from ads for their websites in order to be strictly online. The iPads come along. They're trying to charge a subscription model for that. We'll find out. The New York Times just really began doing that uh, last week. We'll see how that works out for the New York Times. So... Writing travel articles for newspapers, which is how most travel writers begin, um, is problematic because some papers don't have travel sections anymore. used to be a time when all papers had big, thick Sunday travel sections, particularly the major ones like the L.A. Times, the Globe, the Times, Washington Post, etc. Even if you do get a gig, let's say with a Toledo Blade or something, you'll be lucky if you get $75 for an article. Now, that may be fine if you're a teacher who has the summer off 
and just wants to travel and is happy to have something published in their name in print and get $75. For those of us who make a living doing that, it's obviously not a tenable proposition. Um, when it comes to television production, there are a bunch of television shows on travel, uh, including mine, obviously, on public television. Not as many as there are cooking shows. So, Tony, you might want to think, <laughs> you might want to think to getting into food television because I don't know. I've never counted them up, but there must be 50 different cooking shows available, not just on public television stations, but on commercial stations, the Travel Channel, the Food Channel. I mean, Andrew Zimmern's uh, Bizarre Foods is on the Travel Channel. Uh, Andrew Anthony Bourdain, the other popular show on Travel Channel, is uh, you would think both those shows would be on food, but they're on travel. So there are a lot of food shows, Tony. I would uh, you got a lot better shot at getting on the crew of a food show than you do on a travel show. The number of travel shows, yeah, maybe a dozen. You know, Rick Steves, me, Rudy, Rudy Maxa. Um, uh, the best thing you can do is find out who produces those shows. You probably already know this advice, and write them. Um, and say, look, I can, you know, I've, I've got an MFA in film and television production. I've been a writer, a director, an editor. I'd like to work with you. And uh, you never know. I mean, I have a fixed crew and several shooters who we work with. But at any point, I suppose one of them could, an editor could say, hey, I'm going to take a full-time job somewhere. I can't work with you in Rudy Max's world anymore. So uh, uh, you've just got to knock on doors, maybe volunteer to work for, for somebody. Um, uh, just find out, just watch your favorite TV travel shows and see the production company, go online, find out where they're located, and drop them a line or an email. That's the best I can tell you, Tony. There are a lot of people who want to get in travel journalism because they perceive it as very glamorous. Uh, check with me on that before you decide it's really glamorous. I mean, I certainly do enjoy my job, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that I have to do that wouldn't be wouldn't make anybody envy my position all right hey thank you both of you for your email we got a bunch more we'll we get to them as we can as the shows go on all right stick around when we come back we're going to talk about the secret life of mr Foder. call now to talk to rudy maxa at 800-387-8025 you can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com autozone Putting off a brake job can have a huge impact on your car's safety. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Your braking system is one of your car's most important safety features. So head to AutoZone for everything you need to do a complete brake job. It's the only place to find quality Duralast pads, rotors, and components, and the right place to get advice on doing the job yourself. Don't take chances with your safety. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. As a Major League Baseball umpire for over 30 years, I've learned focus is everything. That's why I switched to a complete multivitamin with more. Only one-a-day men's 50-plus advantage has both ginkgo for memory and concentration, plus support for heart health. Centrum can't give you all that. And in this game, I want every advantage. One-a-day men's 50-plus advantage, the official multivitamin of Major League Baseball. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around, does it make a noise? Yep. Be like the 4 million who switched to GEICO last year and you too could start saving money. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com to see how much you could save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm excited for our newest beer for this spring, Samuel Adams Noble Pills. 
It's our take on a classic Bohemian Pils. We use all five European Noble hops for a beautiful hop aroma. Samuel Adams Noble Pils is crisp and refreshing with a bright golden color. Ah, perfect for a crisp spring day. We only brew Sam Adams Noble Pils for a short time, and in a week, it'll be gone. Grab yours today. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save it responsibly. What's the most effective way to get more customers for your business, more donors for your nonprofit, more churchgoers on Sunday? Email marketing, because it gets results. That's why over 700,000 companies of all sizes use iContact, an industry-leading email marketing solution. iContact's award-winning email marketing solution makes it incredibly simple to create, send, and track email newsletters and email promotions. And iContact is integrated with social media, so your email newsletters can go viral on Facebook and Twitter. Whether you're new to email marketing or a seasoned pro, let iContact help your business grow and prosper with a 99% deliverability rate, iContact ensures that your message actually reaches your customer's inbox, not their junk mail or spam folder. And you can try iContact free for 30 days. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial at iContact.com when you use promo code GROW. iContact, that's the letter I, contact.com and promo code GROW. Email marketing with iContact gets results. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. 43 after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World, the United States' most widely syndicated radio travel show. Two hours every Saturday morning live. Glad to have you here. Some of our stations time shift the show, of course, so, but we're still glad to have you here. Uh, you have heard of Fodor's Travel Guides. I know you have. They've been published for decades. Uh, something I didn't know about Eugene Fodor, it's not necessarily a secret, but uh, it's, it's sort of resurfacing now with the republication of a book that Eugene Fodor wrote 75 years ago called On the Continent. At the time, he was a beginning travel writer. I think that would be fair to say. He, had, uh, he was born in Hungary, had worked as an interpreter for a French shipping line, studied at the Sorbonne in Paris, spoke six languages, a big believer in travel being a force for good in society. And... Uh, he uh, began this empire that became Fodor's Guides, which are now published by Random House. And Random House has decided, 75 years later, to republish On the Continent, which is a fascinating account of Eugene Fodor's life. And uh, I did not know until this book came out that in 1942, Eugene Fodor became a spy and that eventually he provided cover, or at least his travel guidebooks provided cover, uh, for... Uh, secret agents. Vice President and publisher of Fodor's Travel uh, is Tim Gerald, and he joins us from New York today. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rudy. How are you? Fine, thank you. Did I get that right? Uh, yes, you did. Absolutely. So, so here he is. He's, 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 he's a travel writer. Was he a travel writer first and then recruited by the CIA? Uh, he was a travel writer uh, and a political commentator first. Uh, and then in 1938, he, at that time he was in London, and, and he had published On the Continent, uh, and when Germany started making designs on Eastern Europe, he actually came to the United States and said that he would not return to Europe unless he was in, in uniform. Uh, and then he joined the Office of Strategic Services, which was the forerunner of the CIA in 1942. Okay, he became, and when did he start putting out guides? After the war? 
Well, he put out On the Continent in 1936, uh, and then uh, um, after the war, he moved to London again and then uh, started uh, Fodor's Modern Guides. But But On the Continent was not really a guidebook. Uh, yes, it was a guidebook. Oh, it was. Uh, yes, it was. On the Continent was a guidebook, and it, at the time, it was it was extraordinarily revolutionary because the guidebooks um, that were published up to then were all about the grand tour of Europe, uh, rich people going off for three months and and looking at monuments and and, and paintings. And what he wanted to do with that guidebook was show uh, Europeans as well as Americans that. Um, uh, that travel was more than just about historical places to visit, but it was about people. And he said the great thing about Italy was not just that you could see masterpieces, but that you could um, meet Italians. Uh, and that's what he did in 1936. And that was a radical concept at the time in journalism or in travel writing. Uh, very, 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 very radical. And the other thing that he wanted to do with his books is he wanted them to be annual. Uh, believe it or not, up to that time, books were published every five, ten years because you know, frankly, the great masterpieces didn't really change that much. Now, at what point did, uh, and was it his idea, do we know this, whether it was his idea or the CIA's idea that, hey, being a travel writer is a great cover for a spy because you get to go everywhere and ask people questions and you're just writing a travel guide? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I think that he came to um, the United States in 38 really to contribute to the war effort. Uh, And he joined the OSS uh, because uh, the OSS at that time was recruiting intellectuals. He knew Europe. He had that background. He knew uh, he spoke six languages and he knew Eastern Europe. Uh, and I think they um, recruited him because of that. Uh, after the war, uh, uh, he was brief. Uh, he was stationed briefly in Austria uh, as an undercover agent, um, and then I think he wanted to leave. Uh, the business, so to speak. He loved travel, uh, and I think that there were conversations with the CIA about starting Fodor's, uh, and I think that at that time it was very convenient to use Fodor's in some cases as, 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 cover. Uh, as cover. When did it become known that uh, some of the, his Fodor's writers were actually uh, agents? Um, ironically, it became known in 1972. How? Uh, and in 1972, and now this is a name you may recall, uh, Howard Hunt of Watergate fame yes. had testified um, um, uh, in Congressional in um, uh, before the Senate about uh, the CIA and its connections with uh, journalists in the 50s. Oh, my goodness. And behind closed doors, he said that uh, Eugene Fodor actually um, uh, was a spy at one point, and and the CIA had used it as a cover. Uh, And then it came out in the New York Times shortly thereafter. Oh, Tim, this is fascinating. I've got a dozen more questions to ask you, but we're out of time. It's enough to whet our appetite and know you want to look for the new, the republication of On the Continent. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Well, thank you so much. Tim Gerald is the vice president and publisher of Fodor's Travel for Random House. On the Continent, Eugene Fodor's first travel Rudy book. Get it. World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World, 52 after the hour. I'm your genial host, Rudy Max, a travel expert, travel consumer guy, travel broadcaster, and travel writer at your service. If you'd like to ask me a travel question, write me at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Rudy is spelled R-U-D-Y, not R-U-D-I. Um, RudyMaxa.com, Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. If you've got an idea for a guest, if you've got a travel question you'd like to ask me, I may answer as I did during one of the segments this hour. Uh, your email's on the air, or may, we may put you on the air and chat with you uh, about it. If you call when we're not on the air, in other words, uh, if you call when you think about it later this weekend or during the week, uh, just leave me a message and leave me your phone number if you want to chat and tell me the best time to call you. That would be be helpful. Uh, let's see. Well, we've also got a, the phone number for – I should give you the phone number. I'm talking about calling me. 800-387-8025. It's free. toll-free number. 800 387 8025 800-387-8025 if you've got a travel question. If you uh, are about to go abroad and want to know if I have a DVD of any of those destinations, just go to maxa.tv. But for the radio show, it's rudymaxa.com, where you can uh, listen to podcasts of past past shows. You can also now, as of as of this weekend, you can listen to the show live and streaming at rudymaxa.com. So if you're on the road and uh, you don't know where to find us on a local station where you are, and I, I, you need your fix, just go to RudyMaxa.com and click on uh, Listen Live on the homepage there. Um, well, listen, speaking of Listen Live, after three months of negotiations, American Airlines flights are back up on Expedia.com and its sister website, Hotwire. Uh, American Airlines, you may recall, at the beginning of the year in January, decided it no longer wanted to pay middlemen, known as global distribution systems, when someone booked a ticket on a third-party website such as Expedia. So in other words, you go to Expedia, you buy a flight on American, your order has had to go through a middleman called a GDS, or Global Distribution System, and they took, of course, uh, a buck or something out of, out of that airline ticket. And American said, uh, we're tired of sharing with the middleman. If you want to have our flights on Expedia, you got to connect directly to our reservation system so we don't have to pay the middleman anything. And that led to a, a standoff for two and a half months. Uh, there is, and uh, that, But that standoff is now over. So if you are booking flights on Expedia and Hotwire, you'll once again see American fares displayed. By the way, American got 5% of its ticket sales from Expedia. So I think they're probably happy to be back on. And I know Expedia is happy to have them back on because obviously they were a big revenue source for Expedia. There is no mention of the terms of the settlement or whether Expedia and Hotwire are now booking and paying for tickets directly uh, with American. I don't know what they decided. Uh, but FYI, American is still locked in a similar dispute with Orbitz, though talks are still continuing between Orbitz and American. Speaking of American, we got a deal of the week from American. Where is that sound? There's the cash register signifying a deal of the week. Americans put uh, some flights on sale, which <laughs> these days isn't happening much. Uh, they've got a sale on some U.S. flights as well as Latin America flights. Uh, in the U.S., sale fares started at just $53 each way based on a round-trip purchase. You can travel all the way through November 2nd, so you can buy out. It's a good, good long window. But, but, I underline this, you got to purchase your tickets by th this Thursday, April 14th. Thursday, April 14th, 2011. Uh, you get an extra day on the Latin American flights. You have to buy your tickets by Friday, April 15th. Sale fares start at just $226 each way, again, based on a round-trip purchase. You can begin travel not until July 3rd. So there's a little uh, 
little footnote for you. You can't, even, you can't start travel till July 3rd, and you must complete your travel on these sale tickets by October 1. So you got all of July, almost all of July, August, September. So almost, uh, almost three full months. Again, you've got to purchase those tickets by Friday, April 15th. So if you've got uh, some Latin American uh, uh, plans or dreams, check out the fairs at aa.com or... <laughs> Now you can go to Expedia or Hotwire, and it's there. They are there as well. Uh, one more deal for you. This is from Wyndham Vacation Rentals. Wyndham Vacation Rentals is an enormous company that uh, has houses and villas and houseboats and castles and condos all over the world. More than 90,000 properties available for rent in more than 100 countries. Uh, the nice thing about, obviously, renting a condo or a home is you've got all the comforts of home, like a kitchen and a uh, washer and dryer, et cetera. And you have some hotel-like conveniences. Uh, Wyndham is a global brand, and there is 24 hours a day someone you can call if you have any problem with your vacation rental. That isn't always the case when you're renting a home from an individual. So uh, you might want to check out Wyndham Vacation Rentals because of this. If you book a five-night... Be- oh, do we need to do the cash register, Jeff? Because it's, it's another deal. Jeff's going off to have a cup of coffee. He's like totally... Oh, there it is. He's back. Yeah. Second deal, Wyndham Vacation Rentals. Book a five-night beach vacation with uh, at WyndhamRentals.com through uh, their sister company called Resort Quest by the end of this month, April 30th. Okay, five-night beach. I underline the word beach. Not just every any property, but a beach property. Book a five-night beach vacation by April 30th. Use it, in other words, stay in that property by the end of May. Okay, and here's the deal. You're going to get a free seven-night resort stay at any other rental property they have for a second vacation this year. That's not bad. Let me repeat this because I, I think this is quite extraordinary. This is a two-for-one deal. It's even better than that because you get to say seven nights your second time around. Book a five-night beach vacation at WyndhamRentals.com. Beach vacation by the end of this month, April 30th. And use it before May 30th, and you'll get a free seven-night resort stay at one of Wyndham's other rental properties around the world for a second vacation this year. Not bad. Check it out at WyndhamRentals.com. Stick around. We'll be back with a whole another hour of travel action. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.